So today we celebrate the feast of Saints Simon and Jude, these apostles. And in the gospel today, we heard from Luke's gospel that Jesus called his disciples to himself. And I think sometimes we hear that and think, oh, that's nice. Jesus called his disciples to himself. So how does that affect me? Well, I think one thing that the Lord wants us all to appreciate is that he actually calls all of us to himself. When you were baptized, God was literally claiming you for himself, by himself, through himself. The Father was claiming you through the Son in the Spirit. And you received the same anointing of the Holy Spirit that Jesus himself received when he was baptized. What does that mean? Well, I think St. Paul gives us a good idea of what that means in the first reading. He says, Brothers and sisters, you are no longer strangers and sojourners, but you are fellow citizens with the Holy Ones and members of the household of God. So you've been made a part of God's family, literally. The Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, literally brought you into their communion, into their life and their love. Not only that, but you receive this anointing, which is to say the power of Christ. Christ means the anointed one. Jesus the Christ. It wasn't his last name. It referred to who he was. The Messiah, the anointed one, the Savior. And so what does it mean to be a Christian? Not just to believe in Jesus. Because even the devil believes, but hates God. Hates Jesus. You may have not thought of it that way before. But if you're a Christian... Essentially, what it means is that you have received this same anointing and you belong to God. As I said, he claimed you for himself. You may not have ever thought of that. You may not have ever felt called to, by God or you may not have ever felt like you really belong to him. I can relate to that. I never really felt called to the priesthood when I was in high school. When I was in high school, I, went, I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Went to a public high school. I, was, I played on the football team there. I dated. Always thought I'd get married and have a family. I go off to a small college north of Milwaukee. I played Division Three college football there. I was a defensive end, in case you're wondering. And it was my sophomore year, second semester, so I'm about 20 years old. And I was visiting the dorm room of this classmate of mine there, who happened to be a young lady named Jen. And she was a devout Catholic girl. I didn't really know that because she would go home on weekends and go to Mass with her family. So I never saw her at Mass on Sundays at college. 
at the local parish church. But it was Ash Wednesday, 1993. I'll never forget where I was. You guys weren't even born yet. On Ash Wednesday, 1993, I can still remember exactly what happened that night. Because I went over to Jen's dorm room. And as I arrived, she was on her way out going to Mass. Well, I had already gone to Mass that day. So I asked her if I could just wait for her right there in her dorm room. And she said, yeah, that's fine. So I sit down at her desk. And I notice on her bookshelf a copy of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I thought to myself, what is she doing with this catechism on her bookshelf? Have you all heard of the catechism? Yes? Okay. This one is not the one you probably use. You all have this new catechism that was put together in the mid-90s, early mid-90s, by Saint now, John Paul II, Pope Saint John Paul II. I happen to be using one in my high school confirmation class and the one that was on her bookshelf that was written by a priest who worked right here in Detroit. He's buried up in Clarkston, Father John Hardin. He was a Jesuit missionary priest who wrote a lot and preached. And so I was just dumbfounded that she would have this catechism on her bookshelf. So I take it off the shelf. And this, I can remember, was my first God moment as a young adult that really stands out to me because I'm flipping through the catechism, reading different paragraphs. And I said to myself, this is my faith. I believe it. It's important to me. But I know I'm not living it like I should be or could be. So maybe this friendship with Jen will help me grow in my faith. And then it, it was as if the Holy Spirit led my eyes around her room because I then noticed that she had a crucifix above her door, a rosary around her bedpost and an old issue of Catholic Digest on her nightstand. And I was thinking, she is over the top. <laughs> She's really Catholic. And this girl, I should note, was barely five feet tall. And I was, as I said, playing college football at the time. I was much bigger back then. I literally could have picked her up with one arm. You know? But what I like to say, especially to young women, 300-pound offensive lineman on the football field had a hard time moving me. But this young lady, who was barely five feet tall, moved me. She moved me because of her faith. And this was not a Catholic school. But she was doing this out of her own conviction, which really moved me. It inspired me. It impressed me. And she was cute on top of it, right? <laughs> so I make a little resolution that night. I said, you know what? It's Ash Wednesday. I'm supposed to do something or give something up, right? What am I going to do? Well, I'm not really praying much. So maybe I'll start praying a little bit every day. That'll be my Lenten resolution. Just pray a little bit. By the grace of God, I was faithful to that. And about three weeks went by. This time I'm in my room, my dorm room, by myself, just thinking about my plans to teach and coach, get married, have a family. And then I thought, hmm, if I were a priest, then it would be my duty to teach the truth and help kids all the time. Huh, maybe I should be a priest. I was like, whoa. 
Who said that? You know, where did that come from? Because I'd never thought that. I'd never thought that. And so what I was reasoning or discerning was, well, that was such a crazy thought. It had to have come from God. Kind of intimidating for a 20-year-old college student. And I like to joke that if you would have looked around the decor, you know, if you would have looked around my dorm room, none of the decor would have led you to believe that I was thinking about being a priest. And I was a DJ at school at the college radio station. I had a weekly rock and roll show. So, yeah, some of my CD, I had CDs back then, right? I'm dating myself. So some of my CDs had to be thrown away as I was getting closer to God. I realized, eh, I don't know if anybody should really be listening to that. So God was moving. God was moving in my life. And by the grace of God, I was open to that. The next year, I joined the seminary after my junior year. And 10 years later, in 2004... I was ordained a priest on November 25th, which happens to be Solanus's birthday. So Solanus would have been 151 years old this Thanksgiving day. It happens to be Thanksgiving day this year, November 25th, which also happened to be the case when I was ordained back in 2004. It was Thanksgiving day in the year of the Eucharist. Was that a coincidence? I don't think so. God knows. God knows you personally and intimately. And he loves you tremendously. He thinks you're all amazing. Even though we all struggle with that ourselves sometimes. Healthy self-esteem is something pretty elusive sometimes, right? We sometimes can think pretty poorly about ourselves. Well, I can assure you that is not how God thinks about you. No matter what you've done, no matter what has happened to you, that is not how God thinks about you. Because God sees what he made in you. He sees the goodness and the truth and the beauty in each and every one of you. And that he never loses. Because he's God. So I have a little prayer that I want to teach you all today. Very simple, okay? Repeat after me. I know this is like noontime and might be hungry and who's this crazy priest, but just bear with me, okay? Repeat after me. In the name of Jesus... Uh, uh, Jesus, help me to see and love in myself. Jesus, help me to see and love in myself what you see and love in me. What you see and love in me. One more time. Jesus, help me to see and love in myself. Jesus, what you see and love in me. I guarantee you pray that often throughout the day and God is going to show you the awesomeness 
of you. He will help you to see and love in yourself what he sees and loves in you. And Solanus was very aware of that. And one of the things that's very impressive when you learn his story is how he greeted each and every person that came to him to talk and to ask for prayers. He really tried to see each person as a gift from God, as a beautiful individual, full of dignity, full of grace, in need of God's love. God wanting to love that person through him. And isn't that how we all want to be treated? With kindness, with compassion, with understanding, with mercy. Amen. So we invoke his prayers over all of us today. Especially upon a few members here gathered in our midst who are in need of special prayers. We're praying for healings. We're praying for miracles. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the Mass, we'll thank God ahead of time for what he's going to do. Because one thing he is absolutely going to do in just a couple of minutes is come down onto this altar and take up residence, so to speak, in your hearts through the Blessed Sacrament. Holy Communion, God wanting to renew his desire to be with you, to walk with you each and every day, to be united with you, to embrace you, to love on you. So we thank God ahead of time for that gift of the Eucharist, which means thanksgiving. So we thank God for bringing us all together here today. We thank him for his love and mercy. And we pray through the intercession of Saints Simon and Jude and Blessed Solanus Casey that we can all receive all of the grace and mercy and love that God wants to give us today. Amen.